Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Now, let me get back to this beef protest. Because a lot of you, I suppose, are hearing about it because it is the top story on the news. But yet, we kind of disassociate ourselves from the story because it doesn't really affect most of us as long as we can get a steak on a Sunday. But now it's starting to affect people as well because, as I said to you earlier on today, I spoke to two people, two staff in here, and although we're in the city and I suppose we're disconnected from rural Ireland in some sense, we are now seeing a lack of beef on the shelves. We'll probably see the price of beef going up, of course. Now, the ABP uh, Food Group has now confirmed today that it's going to lay off 355 staff temporarily as its plant in County Tipperary as a result of the ongoing dispute. And it was reported yesterday that protests are continuing at the gates of meat processing factories across the country, despite the fact there was actually a deal struck between farmers and the meat industry on Sunday. An agreement was reached between farmers and beef proce- uh, processors uh, following the talks for 30 hours organised by the Agricultural Minister Michael Creed over the weekend. And in an interview, he said, I think in any negotiations, there has to be compromises endorsed by all of those parties around the table. The point we're making to those beef farmers is their voice has been heard. This as much uh, this, this as much as it can be done in this moment in time. We are at a tipping point now. There is bigger there's a bigger picture here. We're an internationally trading country and our reputation is important to us. Now, it also says this morning as well, the uh, ABB confirmed that it is temporarily laying off 355 staff at its car plant as a result of the ongoing illegal blockades at the site. It also warned that a further 182 jobs are threatened to be laid off before the end of the week. And a statement ABP said that protesters have stopped any product going in or out uh, and leaving the site and the production has to be ceased. Furthermore, the illegal blockades are impacting seriously on the thousands of beef farmers who supply cattle to the site. Um, and the company said it will stay in contact with impacted staff members and provide them with regular updates. And the agreement reached between the beef farmers and the beef processors was based upon increased bonuses for the farmers and the dropping of all legal actions in exchange for an end to the blockades at the factory gates, which hasn't really happened because there are still farmers there. Not all farmers actually agreed to it and pickets have remained outside a number of factories yesterday. So to get a bit of an update and to kind of give you a clearer picture of exactly what is going on, uh, I have on the line Dermot O'Brien, who's part of the Beef Plan Movement. Uh, Dermot, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Uh, Dermot, this is a complicated situation, which is starting to affect everybody, including people losing their jobs, the price of beef, beef being on the counter, or they should say the shelves in supermarkets now. So it's now affecting, I suppose, the city dwellers. So we're now, now we're all taking an interest. But what, what stage are we at now where we've had 30 hours of consultations, farmers agreeing to, to go with... Now, I, I'm not going to go into the whole list of all the agreements because it's quite complicated, but there's still farmers standing outside gates. Yeah, well, it's was first of all, the farm organisations, um, now, you went, we went to those talks in, in good faith to, to try and uh, agree and, uh, you know, a, a way forward and a future for the beef farmers in this country. Now, the, the, the biggest issue that we have, I suppose, as farmers, is that we're not in receipt of a fair, of a fair price for our, for our produce. So, like, the cost of production... For your listeners now this morning, um, for the cost of production for a kilo of beef in this country is about four euros thirty cents. So that's what the and farmer gets. That's what the farmer has to has to invest to pay for for ingredients and so on and so forth. Yeah. So somebody has to f- pay to feed the cow, look after the cow, veterinary bills, etc., etc. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. And then the meat processors at the minute 
uh, are paying roughly a base price of three euros forty five cents for for the kilo to the farmer. So the farmer is not actually meeting their cost of production, and this is the, this is their main beef. Excuse the pun. This is their main beef of the situation. So, like. Farmers then took the picket lines. Um, okay, but I want to break that down a bit more for the general public who mightn't have an, an idea of this. So the farmers only getting about three uh, three seventy five, you reckon? Uh, and, how, and how much is the processor getting for that kilo well, it, it, from it, the it, retailer? How much is the retailer paying the processor? Well, the, the breakdown we, we we we've done a breakdown there. I suppose it was about six months ago. The the the, the percentage share. That, that the retailer has from, from, from the kilo of beef is about 50%. So when, when a consumer goes to a, a supermarket or a butcher or whatever, they, they, what they're paying for, the, for their kilo of mince or their kilo of steak or their kilo of roast beef, what they're paying for that, the retailer... Uh, how much is that? I, I couldn't even say. How much is a kilo of beef well, nowadays? It's about it, a tenner, uh, is it? We'll say a kilo of mince can vary. It can be maybe 8 euro to 10 euro, depending yeah. on where you're shopping. Yeah, I bought a bit uh, of mince there on Friday. I actually bought a kilo of mince on Friday, round mince, and it was a tenner, right? Tenner, yeah. Okay, and so, it, was a nice, good, it was good quality, right? So yeah. let, so out of that 10 euro, the retailer yeah. is making how much? 33%, bit more? Or 50%. 50%. So, yes. so 5 euro now is left between the processor and the farmer. How much did the processor get now, the 5 euro? The processor, the processor is getting about 30%, we reckon, about 30%. Right, okay, and that farmer's only getting then two euro out of that tenner. Correct. That, I mean, so, it's grossly unfair. There's no doubt about it. But how do you, how can you fix that, Dermot? Because the processor is obviously let's let's leave the processor out of this just for the moment, right? The farmer gets very little money. The retailer essentially can charge what he wants unless the government steps in and says we're going to regulate the price of beef, like we did with cigarettes and many other products. So, right. so realistically, unless you regulate the price of meat. The retailer can charge what he wants. So no matter what the processor gives the farmer, so let's say the processor says, right, I'll give you four quid instead of two. And we're only going to charge, you know, four euro as well. So that makes eight. Let the retailer make 33% on that. So let's say he charges 11. But the retailer just go, Asher, look, we're greedy. We're going to charge 14. We'll make an extra two euro. So we can never stop that from happening, can we? Well, the, the, the thing now, now the, the, the farmers are now beginning to kick it outside retail distribution centres. Because the retailers still that have they still haven't come to the talks. Uh, they have been, you know, it has been requested on so many occasions now um, to explain why they they charge so much, um, why they charge so much for their kilo of beef at the retail outlets. And I'll tell you another thing: because there they're is, greedy, damn it. That's the, that's the reason, well, isn't it? Well, well, I suppose yes. If they can get it, if they can get forty or fifty percent markup, yes. sure they're going to well, do it. Well, business is business. Um, you know, retailers charge so much for the kilo. Look, we're all in business, and the farmers, you know, are, are, are trying to operate a business as well. And, and you know, to be fair about it, they, they haven't got the respect that they that they. And I well. agree with you, and I think everybody, everybody listening today agrees that the farmer's being ripped off here. Okay, we all, and don't get me wrong, I know there's people sitting at home going, there's no such thing as a poor farmer. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a struggle, it's a tough job. Somebody has to raise those, the, the cattle, you know. But now, they, now, do you know that the average income for a beef farmer last year, and, and this now includes all their payments from the EU, because farmers haven't received a subsidy from the EU, but uh, the average income for a beef farmer last year was €8,300. Can you believe that? But did that how, I, I don't know how somebody is surviving on that kind of money. Well, I'll tell you... And getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning and working throughout the day. Yeah, what, what we really had, we, we calf cows at all hours of the night, uh, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. 
the, the animals have to be have to be reared to a certain age level, and you know all this is work. It's time. Uh, it's time that's invested into into rearing a, a world class product. We have grass fed beef. But but isn't the fear here that that if this continues, Dermot, and that the farmers continue to dig their heels in, and not I'm not saying I don't support them. I absolutely do support them. I believe they should be getting more, certainly for their kilo, right? Yeah. But if they continue to do this, you've got the Lidl's and the Aldi's and the Tesco's and everyone else. They just get their meat in from abroad, it's and then then we're then we're in a worse position. It's a possibility, but you know. We did a survey now. The beef can movement carried out a survey uh, outside retail units there during the year. We carried out a survey with two and a half thousand people involved. And, you know, simple questions that the consumer was asked, did, did they understand what, what the 30 month upper age limit was? What was the four movement rule? And so on and so forth. These are market specifications. And they were also asked, um, you know, about would they, would they buy Irish beef? Would they buy Irish beef as a premium product? Would they, what would their choice be? Would they, would they buy Irish beef ahead of any other product? And the answer was, of course, yes, they would. Of course, but they, they're saying that. I would say that if somebody, when I walked out of JC's supermarket last week, which is now done stores, if somebody had to say to me, you know, do you know if your mince is Irish? I would have just assumed it probably was, right? But, and they said to me, would you buy Irish? I said, no, I'm going to say yes. But when I'm walking around JC's or I'm walking around Tesco's or Little or Aldi and I see a nice piece of beef, realistically, most customers don't care where it comes from. I, I know you think they do, Dermot. I don't, I don't believe realistically on a practical level they do. They would like to think they do. But I don't, I, I mean, if they're getting the meat and it looks nice and it's coming from Germany or somewhere up Poland or somewhere else, they probably don't care. Well, and, and, and I'm not saying Irish beef is far superior. There's no yeah. doubt about it. It's world-renowned. Absolutely. Irish beef is world-renowned. But what I'm saying to you is, I don't want to see the farmers put themselves in a situation here where, they're produ- where they're, they, they can't sell their cattle anymore, where processors are going out of business and people are losing their jobs. Well, the, the farmers now at this point in time are very concerned. And now I just want to point out to, to your listeners, there are 80,000 herd owners in this country. A herd owner is someone that has one bovine animal uh, in their ownership. There are 80,000 herd owners in this country who are facing uh, a very uncertain future. Uh, they're, they're facing, they're, they're basically facing extinction. They're, they're not. Okay, but, but, but okay, let me, let me go to the protests. Protest, yes. I personally believe protesting the, prote- uh, the processors probably wasn't the right idea. I'm not in favour of blocking up city streets, but why not go out? To, why not drive, you know, a thousand tractors up into the middle of Dublin city and block up the city? Well, Surely public, that would get the message home quicker than putting people out of their jobs. Well, just to explain, like, every citizen in this country has a constitutional right to be able to go out and protest. Absolutely. Okay? And, and every, everybody, everybody has the right to earn a living. So farmers took it upon themselves to protest. Now, the Beef Plan Movement um, organized protests at the very beginning. That was gone back with, um, maybe seven, eight weeks ago. And we had strict guidelines for peaceful protest. But unfortunately, you know, we, we had to stand down our protest because we were in the seat of legal threats from, from meat processing companies. So the Beef Plan Movement had to stand back. So what you, what you have now... The situation that exists now on these picket lines is you've independent farmers. So you're saying rogue farmers. I wouldn't use the word rogue, 
Uh, well, it's a ro- the rogue protest. They're people who have taken it upon themselves that they're not happy with the deal that was given on Sunday, and they're well, continuing to protest. I think. I think. I think more farm. Look, I, I will be honest about this here. More farmers agree with the deal. I think the deal is okay. It's, it's an awful lot better than what, what they had six months ago because six months ago they didn't have a deal. But the main issue here, Niall, is and we 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 go back over it again. Is price. If a farmer is... Yeah, but why not? Yeah, but Dermot, Dermot, and I agree with you. Well, then why don't all the farmers, including the rogue ones, get together, drive your tractors up to the doll, block up the whole city if you want to. Uh, Not that I would be happy about it, but it's a good protest. Go to the ploughing championship. The ploughing championship started today. Why not protest there, where your voices will be heard? I'm on my way to the ploughing as I speak, but I just want to say this. Locking up the city of Dublin with tractors is not the answer. Like, well, putting if, people if out of jobs is, is not the answer either, Jeremy. Everybody, everybody, uh, at the minute, you know, the sympathise of the farm. You would make it as yourself. You sympathise with the farm, and that, that, that's a good, decent thing to uh, be able to express your, your point of view. But you know, you, you, job losses, uh, and you referred to at the beginning of your interview about job losses. Look, public sympathy, public sympathy, you know, is with the farmer at the minute, and every effort. Uh, is being made to try and reconcile. But you will uh, lose, and that's fair enough, Chairman. No, public sympathy I, is there, but you will I, lose I that public sympathy so. very quickly. Agree. I don't agree with you, Niall, on that, on that point. because When people start losing their jobs and meat disappears from the shelves, then you're going to start losing public sympathy. Niall, 80,000 farmers living on, on, on a very, very minimal I'm with income you. is not acceptable. And I am with you right, completely, but I think the right there's other ways of doing up. it, Chairman. And they do have the right to stand up and protest, but I just believe there's other ways of doing it without job losses, without the fact that... There is one way of doing it now, and that is that the base price for a kilo of beef that's paid to a farmer, that that that, that is augmented in such a way that the farmer has respect. Now, 345 a kilo base price is not enough. It has to to reach 384 euro before farmers remove themselves and pick it like this is what they're seeing now. Now we gave an undertaking to the Minister for Agriculture during the talks. We gave an undertaking that we would approach the picket lines to speak to all these farmers, which we are currently doing. And we want to do this because we do not want uh, a situation where the beef industry uh, uh, gets into difficulty. We don't we don't want that. Farm organizations do not want this situation. Well, that's, well, that's what's invariably what's happening at the moment. And as I said to you already, my biggest fear for the farmers of Ireland is is that there's a workaround, and the workaround for the retailers is to import beef. And, you know, if people start getting used to imported beef and the retailers start getting used to selling it and making maybe making a bit more money on it, uh, but, that the Irish farmers are the ones who will invariably lose out and the processors. There is one other way out of this. There is one other solution, Niall. Very recently, the Minister for Agriculture authorised and approved a producer organisation. And a producer organisation, this is a mechanism whereby farmers can collectively bargain with a meat processor for the price per kilo paid. Individual farmers or the Minister or you, Niall, you are unable to discuss price. You are precluded from doing so. But through a producer organisation, which is which the Beef Tan Movement is very proud of. We have, said, we've been, we've been involved in setting up the very first producer organisation in this country, and we intend to put that into into service immediately. And we, we are hoping to discuss with meat processors over the next couple of days the possibility of, of, of 
giving a fairer price to the farmers. So this this is very, very important to mention so that your viewers can understand, uh, or your listenership can, can, can understand where we are at. So the price paid by the consumers for a kilo of beef, the, the, what they are paying, the, the profits and, 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 the, and a fairer share is not going back down the line to the primary producer, the farmer, and this has to happen. If this does not happen, our beef industry is finished. Okay, well, look, on that note, Dermot, I have to wrap it up, Dermot, and I, and I do hope, and I do sympathise with the farmers, and I do hope they get a fair deal. Uh, but I also am very conscious of the jobs that are being lost currently, and I'm very conscious as well of how it then starts to affect the general public. And from that point, the retailers may start importing beef, and that, in turn, in the long term, would be very damaging to the agriculture and farming industry in this country. Uh, I'll take a few callers uh, after the break. Lots of farmers actually texting in as well. Uh, and I'm going to speak to Dunica just after the break if I can. What is your view on this? Uh, do you support the Irish farmers and their protests at the moment? People now losing their jobs in processing plants as well, processing plants, saying they can't guarantee they'll even open again. Donica, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Donica? Not so bad yourself. Good. Um, Donica, you're not, you're not on the picket line yourself. You are a farmer, but you're not on the picket line at the moment, but you do support I farmers. Am, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, not, there's, uh, there's not many factories up around where I am in, in our end of the country, but I support the farmers 100% because I, I find it funny that whenever people are starting to talk about this, that every, every during the conversation, like I've seen it on TV last night, and I had a wee laugh, and if you said it yourself, is let's leave the, the factories out of this for a moment. But if you do that, what are we talking about? Like, we're, we're, that's just a band-aid. Maybe they're on about a few a few cents per kilo here and there. And it's, like, I, where I am, I'm a small farmer, very, very rural area. A lot of us are the same around here. Are you a, cat, and, are you a cattle farmer yourself? Yeah, beef, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And I've been trying for the last few years to try and get into other things, like, you know, been planting different things and trying different... Just, just different ways of doing it because there is no future in this, for, especially for young farmers. Like, like, uh, they're, they're, like how big is uh, your, how big is your herd, by the way? I have only about a dozen cows altogether. All right, okay, but, okay. So very, very, very small. But like this, this is why like the, the pinch is coming in big time. Like I remember, uh, the river race first started. Like I remember selling. I sold a few cattle to the factory, and whenever I went home and done the, the, the paperwork, I was like, I, I'm better off on the dole. Like. It was, well, it was costing well. you more to raise the, the, the cow than it was to sell it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've been cutting back every year, trying to save here, save there, save everywhere. Like, And it's still, it's just, like, I, I barely... But realistically, barely but Donica, even an extra 40 cent a kilo, right? If you got an extra 40 cent a kilo, right? That, that's not really going to make a huge amount of difference anyway, is it? Not really, not, not, well, especially to someone who heard the size of nine. Like, do you know what? No. It's very, very little. But what, my problem is, is that it's, it's a structural problem that's in the industry like there's uh, uh, a man said it on the Clareburn show last night and uh, he was he was uh, told to stop and uh, Clare distanced herself from it but but that's the fact like there's people that can you know multiple different factories that have the ear of whoever they want to talk to in government while the farmers are tied up in you know, like these people it's their job you know the the, the, the factory I'm not telling for a minute the factories, these factories are making millions, right? There is no doubt about that. And most of them are making huge profits, right? But what I worry about is the staff at these factories because they're not the millionaires. Uh, I, you know, and, and I we, know plenty of them but from down around the country, down around the Midlands and all like that. And they, they will side with the farmers before they side with their, with the people who With their own them. employers, yeah. But, but in saying yeah. that, they don't want to lose their jobs either. 
And we've just seen 355 more laid off today in County Tipperary. Yeah, but they, they realise it's not sustainable anyway. They know that if all the farms are gone, what are they going to be doing? You know, they're hardly going to be paid to stand in an empty factory. Like, there, there's nothing... It's a root and branch issue, like, you know, from the very, very top down. Like, but, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not a huge deal for you, Donica, because you've only got a dozen, a dozen cows, right? Well, that's, how, that's how I make money and eat and have a house, like, you know. Well, I mean, I, without, I, well you, wouldn't, you wouldn't make a living out of a dozen cows, would you? Well, so this is it. I'm relying on different grants, all that kind of crack. Like, it's, it's, it's just, it can't be done, like, like right, no matter okay. how you do it. And, and, and I'm not, like, I'm a fairly typical farmer like farm size what, 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 what would the average, average what's the average herd size in Ireland I'm not sure what the herd size is the, the acreage is about 35 acres as far as I remember right okay okay but um, which all has like, to be maintained and fenced and, and looked after exactly look don't get me wrong I, I wouldn't like to be a farmer I wouldn't like to, I don't think I think it would kill me just to get up better in the morning and work that hard all day long and I, I know that sounds really bad because it would kill me not to you see that's, but that's what I'm saying you're used to it it's a way of life okay so I mean it is something that you have to have a passion for but in saying that uh, what I and I said to the previous uh, spokesperson there as well the, the, the thing I'm concerned about is that the farmers will cut their own nose to spite their face here because you know, what's going to happen is the retailers are now, they're seeing the the result of this because, of course, meat is not on the shelves today and many shops around the country. So they're going to start importing meat. Yeah, you see, like, this, this is what I mean. Like, I, I, I have to support the farmers and what they're doing because there is no other way. Like, what what, what else can we do? Because they're bringing in, they want to bring in this Brazilian beef deal and so that's going to ruin most farmers altogether. Like, you know, people are... At the moment, like if you're buying a, a, a bit of mints or something. See, but I mean, but this <clears throat> this is what happened in Britain with the miners. And I, and I don't mean, I know the two are not exactly the same, right? But I'm using the analogy. When Maggie Thatcher basically started closing down the mines because they were bringing in cheap coal from Poland. And it just wasn't worth their while going down the mines to get the, this uh, coal. Because the, the British government had to subsidise it constantly. But if the farmers push this too hard and the processors are not taken to task for the amount of money they're making, what's going to happen eventually is it's not going to be worth their while because if the processor wants to continue to make his money, the farmer wants an extra few quid out of it and the retailer is pushing his markup up, it's going to be too expensive to buy Irish beef. It'll go back to your analogy there. Where, where's the miners in England today? Well, like Tata Steel and everything's gone. Everything That's all closed up anyway. Well, it's in, India. Know, so it's in India now, yeah. Yeah but, no, yeah, but it's not in England anymore. No. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're looking at the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, it's no, root, it's, I, and it's exactly what you said. It's root and branch, and I understand that. But what I'm saying to you is that, you know, you have to, they have to be, the, the farmers themselves have to be careful how you approach this particular protest. Because, you know, obviously I would like to see you get what you want. I'd like to see you get the extra 40 cent if that's what it takes, you know, to stop the protest. But you have to be careful how you go about that without damaging the whole industry too much. And, that, and that's what's but, happening right now. But, but, but you see, this is the problem, is that the industry, it is, it's structurally not going to work in the long term. Like, it, like Remember people used to say years ago, break up the banks. You've got to break up them factories too, because the, a lot of them's working together, and they're, that's how they're dictating the price. Okay, well, hang on, because I want to go to Ronan as well. Stay there for a second, because Ronan, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Ronan? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Uh, you're a beef farmer and dairy farmer. I'm a da- dairy and beef farmer, yeah. Okay, and you're on the picket line at the moment. I'm not, no. I'm looking at stock here as, I, as, as I'm talking to you. I was on the picket line last night. Okay, so, um, so you, weren't, you weren't happy with the deal over the weekend, no? Uh, it's just like this, Niall. It's, it's all media spin. Um, but you take the whole thing on, on, on Sunday that came out. Uh, a deal has been struck. A deal has been struck. There was never a deal struck. It was, it was agreed 
from the, 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 the farming representatives that this was a deal that they were going to back, go back to their farmers, to the picket lanes, and see what the story was. But, like, Niall, in fairness, when you have one side in one room and another side in the other room trying to negotiate a price, it's never going to work. No. Media Industry Ireland were invited to sit around the table, uh, but Cormac Healy and whoever was along with him refused blank. And this has happened all along. You've seen it on, uh, was it um, primetime on Monday night? You had uh, that man from Beef Panda was on beforehand. He was being interviewed by Miriam O'Callaghan, and Cormac Healy was being interviewed by, um, can't think of his name. So they, the point you're making is they won't come on together. They meet Industry Ireland, who represent your Dawn Meats, your ABPs, your all these beef processors. They represent all these, and they will not sit down with the farming representatives. And why do you think there's a why do you think there's a, a lack of will to negotiate? There's, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot of money to be made. I know that. But, yeah, but uh, Niall. But the problem is, the farmer is. There's a picture out there that the farmer is looking for handouts. Jesus, now, we do not want handouts. That's the last thing farmers want. We want a fair price for a premium product that we are producing. And that has been uh, advertised worldwide that Ireland is producing a grass-fed quality pre- premium product. Yeah, but, but, yeah, it, but, if it, you, but if you listen at the start of the show when he was saying to me that, you know, there was a survey recently outside whatever Tesco's or whatever it was, and they were asking people, did they care if it was Irish beef or not? Or would they would they go for Irish beef? And most people said, of course I would. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'd probably say the same thing as if somebody asked me outside the shop. But realistically, when you're picking up, you know, your, your pre-packed, and most big supermarkets are all pre-packed now. The, the, um, sadly, the day of the butcher is fading away fast. So yeah. when they're picking up that bit of beef, they're not looking to see if it's Irish. And, 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 and this, is my, this is my fearing for you and for Ronan and for everybody else that, you know, beef can be bought from anywhere in the world. I know it can, Niall, but people don't realise the, the, uh, the standards that these countries are meeting. They have no standards. That's the problem, Niall. Like, we farmers in Ireland are regulated, 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 regulated. Hoops you have to jump through all the time. And we are being... You know, you have board beer, you have department of agriculture. And do you think the Irish consumer appreciates that? I, I, I don't think so, Niall. To be honest with you, I don't think so. And I think that's the problem. Um, it, 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 the only, it, it, I mean, the, it, the point I'm trying to make is, and sorry, I'm very sure. Actually, do me a favour. Stay there. I have to take a break and I'm going to come straight back to you. Okay, all right? Okay. Stay there, Ian. Uh, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 That's 87 I was going to ask Ian about regulation and government regulating the price rather than just, or should I say, um, in. Uh, rather than just regulating um, the fact, or should I say, it was Ronald I was talking to, wasn't before the break, yes, sorry. Uh, rather than just regulating how they make the beef, it's regulating the price. Maybe that's an option. All right, Siobhan of the Midwest says, you're wrong, Niall. I only want to buy Irish beef, etc. It's pure product and the farmers need uh, this industry regulated ASAP. We can't allow uh, Ludlow, etc. to dictate. Um, another person says, Niall, 100% support Irish farmers. Can't trust that imported meat. But a lot of the times, see, most, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just one of these shoppers that goes around on a Friday buying the shopping or whatever and don't actually look when I'm, well, mind you, yeah, I buy cairns of sausages because I like them and I look for them. But if they don't have cairns, I'll buy something else. And I, maybe even when it comes to, I know that's pork, maybe when it comes to beef, 
I, I should look, but I don't generally look at the pre-pack to see if it's Irish, but I'm assuming it just is. Uh, all right, I want to... Uh, Ronan, just getting back to what you were saying there a few minutes ago. Yeah. If the only way to solve this, because I'm looking at the deal that was struck on Sunday, right, and it doesn't really address the price of the beef as such, right? So nope. the, the only way to, co- to de- deal with this is how we deal with cigarettes, uh, cigarettes, uh, bread and milk and everything else, where the government and alcohol steps in and regulates the price. So in other words, that... Everybody gets a fair share, but I don't think the processors would agree with that. And the retailers might just start importing meat. So that's the problem. I mean, whatever way you do it, there's a workaround for everybody else to be greedy. Yeah. Um, see, it's, it's, it's more of a bigger picture nail than just we see what, what the farmer is getting. It's like, as I said before earlier on, like Irish uh, beef is grass fed. It's that picture of a cow out grazing grass, perfect green conditions. People from China want to nail. But I know, I'd love to give that, the farmer a fiver a but, kilo, but in saying but that, it, if, I, if I give the farmer a fiver a kilo, the processor is going to charge more to the retailer, and then the retailer is going to charge more to the consumer. So at the end of the day, then the Irish farmer lose out either way. I know, Niall, but if, if, you, if you look at it this way, the Irish beef is being, um, is being sold along with every other beef. It's not being sold as a nice product, if you know what I mean. Like, you look at, and like, you have feedlots in, in Ireland. You have feedlots in Ireland, and these uh, factories own the feedlots. When the, 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 uh, the numbers of stock that's available for slaughter goes down, they flood the market then with their feedlots. Now, these cattle don't see the light of day. While the suckler man that's breeding the cow, she, he calves the cow, the, the calf is sold as a weaning, another farmer buys that. And, and kills it, we say, rears it, fattens it, and kills it. The feedlot cattle are being branded the same as the grass-fed cattle. No, no, I, no, I do understand the point you're making. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. But I, and, I, and obviously we have to be fair to every farmer who goes to the trouble of raising the cattle. Stay, Ronan, just stay there because Mark wants to say something as well. Uh, yeah. Mark, you're on Classic Cake. It's Mark. Uh, you work in a processing factory. And you don't want to say, obviously, which one you work in, but you haven't worked since Monday. Yeah, we, we haven't worked since Monday, so we haven't. Right. Like, um, so you're yeah. you're essentially out of a job at the moment. Yeah, me and a lot of my colleagues, and sure, we're wondering like, what are the farmers going to do about that? You know, like they they're out for themselves, so they are. They they don't care at the end of the day, but they're not going to look after our families. They're not going. We've mortgages to pay. We've loans to pay back. We've got children. We have hospital bills, things like that. They're not going to look after that. They're just being greedy now at this stage. There was there was an agreement made there. Why don't you just stick to it? There was no agreement made. That's the problem. There was, there was no agreement made. No, there was not. There was no. The, the, the farming representatives came out with a deal that they were well, recommendations, to recommendations. The recommendations. There was yes. no deal signed. No farmers on the picket lines agreed to it. But in relation to... No, well, hang, well, hang on. I, I, I don't have much time. But I want to just go back to Mark. Mark, do, do you agree with the principle behind what the farmers are looking for? I don't understand how it's affecting your job at the moment with the protests, but what the farmers are looking for, do you agree that they're being a bit hard done by? Yeah, do I agree with what they're looking for? Yeah, I mean, I mean when, when you look at how much, say, the processor and the retailer is making versus what the farmer is getting, who's the, actually the, the person who's raising the cattle, I mean, yeah. do you think he's getting a raw deal? Pardon the pun. Yeah, in, in theory, yeah. But, like, that's not for them to go and picking on everyone's line. That's where they need to go up to, up to Dublin. They need to, it needs to be regulated. They need to go up there and sit on whatever Taoiseach's doorstep. They just need to go up there and do it to him. 
I mean, Mark, I mean, Ronan, very quickly, Ronan, Mark has a really good point there. You know, he's uh, just won another 355 laid off today. You've got factories, processing factories closing down who said they may not even open again. You know, Mark doesn't want to lose his job. He's got, I don't know if he's got a family, he's got a mortgage. You know, I mean, there, there has to be a better way of doing this, Ronan, than putting people out of work. Yeah, there is a better way, Niall, but I just well, want to Well, then why don't two, you do I, it? I want to make two points. Right. Number one, without the beef farmers that are supplying the cattle, those factories wouldn't exist. That's number one. That's and not I, an I, argument. I, I, what? It's not really an argument. It's a poor argument. Because they do, and, because they do no, exist. Number two, Niall, number two, if farmers go to protest to Dublin, what's going to be on the newspapers in the morning? The farmers wow. locked down Dublin. Dublin yeah. after losing 10 million of business. It's a big black mark against the farmer again. You look... Right, well, they did, look, well, they did do it before on the M50 going back, I remember a few years ago, they did it yeah, on the M50. I went to it. I went to yeah, it. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I'll be the first one on the show getting callers on, giving out about farmers, right? I'm stuck but, in but, traffic for three or four hours. Absolutely. But still, it makes a point, and it doesn't put people like Mark out of a job. And I, we don't close down processing plants. And the government are not going to want you to do it again. Well, the I'm thing not, is, Niall... We are being put the ploughing. The ploughing is on today. There's your ideal opportunity. Yeah. Well, that's now, right. the, the biggest, the big, the biggest outdoor event in the country every single year, which involves farmers and farmers, processors. Farmers go down there to relax. Now they're not going to go down there. To ah, it's stop, only, it's only a few days to have of 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 relaxing and getting talking to other farmers and everything else. So you're not going to protest at the ploughing champion because you want to enjoy yourself down there. But not. not uh, what about Mark and his job? Ah, come on, yeah, Ian, no, 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 yeah, you play. You know, that's be fair. Now, uh, lads, listen, lads, I have to wrap it up. Final word to you, Mark. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. Uh, when, when the beef starts coming in abroad, and it will come in abroad, I'll be laughing all the way to the bank. Because i tell you one thing, any farmer, I'll just laugh them. Pint and laugh them, because they've been so greedy at this stage. Okay, listen, thank you very much indeed, Mark. All right, loads of people, I suppose, in the processing industry probably feel the same way as you do, although many do support the farmers. I, it's, it's, you know, I have to say, I do support the farmers, but sometimes it can be difficult to have those kind of conversations. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.